0: to the Godzilla Pod War Hour. I'm Nathan Baer. Now, uh, some of you have been listening to the show, uh, been talking about this uh, Godzilla, the so-called Godzilla, but uh, let me tell you something. Godzilla is really just a liberal. A liberal, Muslim, fascist, Jew, Mormon, Nazi, communist, butterscotch pancake. That's right. I said it right here. First caller. I mean, with me today is Mr. Mike Kelly. Mike, how you doing?
1: Nate, hi. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I wanted to say, you know what? I've been having a lot of trouble in this country of late, thinking that maybe I was the only one. But I talked to Sue at the supermarket, and she sort of feels the same way. And basically we were thinking, is there one man that we can turn to to maybe help turn things around? Maybe kind of start a, I oh, I don't know, something that's more pro Values. Pro, I, values. pro values. Pro values. Pro values. It's, it's sort of vague, you know. It's not a specific thing, but it's just sort of like an overall sort of pro values statement. And then Sue mentioned, "Well, do you know about Aaron Ballou? And I, I didn't, but I checked out his GeoSites uh, web zone and uh, some great stuff. So I decided to bring about other. I knew we were talking about GMK tonight, so I decided. I know he's a he's a Godzilla nut, so I decided to bring him down to Aaron uh n- nice to see you sir thank you thanks for having me i uh, i appreciate it short time listener and uh
2: about 14th time caller here um you know and if i can correct you it's actually GeoCities. geo GeoCities. Yeah, we, we uh we took it back old school okay we we're gonna pay for a website but we decided no and that was it I mean, <laughs> well I mean i would like to say that there was more to it but it was literally me and about 14 people and uh I had been drinking for days, so yeah. I don't know if it was actually fourteen. <laughs> um there at all. I mean, I know that there wasn't there at one point there was somebody living there. Um it wasn't my house. <laughs> it wasn't my house. We uh, know it was a house. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, I asked somebody, should we should we pay for a website? Yeah. No. Yeah. That was it. That was yeah. it. I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, that's just go. Yeah. That's just that's how you save money <laughs> and that's how you that's how you stay pro values. That's how you run a campaign. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I was thinking I was gonna wait till later to ask you, but maybe I thought this might be a good time to announce our co-candidacy in the uh, the election in 2016. That's true. Uh, Kelly Blue Pro Values. I don't know. Zero sixteen. Zero sixteen. That's O yeah. sixteen. Oh, 16 Yeah. I, I apologize. That's a little. That's that's you know uh, something to look forward to in two in the odd years. Sixteen.
0: Yeah. Not well... You know, just need to look at a few of your credentials. Uh, You know, you are pro
2: uh, bonks and dildos, correct? I mean, the fact that you're asking me that tells me that you, sir, are not pro values. (laughs) And I must say good day to
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it, he left. That was him walking down the stairs. And, uh... Oh, hold up, hold up for a second. I changed my mind,
0: I'm back. (laughs) He's back.
1: I knew you'd come crawling back.
0: Aaron, they always do. (laughs) Aaron, I'm
1: glad you came back because it's just a heck of a film.
0: What film is this? Can you give us the full title, Mr. Kelly? The full
1: title is Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. Can Can I just point out one thing? Where they named most of the monsters, they
2: did forget one. That's right.
0: Yeah. Well, nobody cares about Paragon. That's true.
2: I didn't. I, I actually forgot what his name was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, he was
0: going to be Anguirus. This right. movie original. One of the original concepts was having Anguirus in this film, but uh, I guess they was, thought let's have a more obscure monster. Who? Well, it was okay. So it was directed by uh, Suzuki
1: Kaneko, and he wanted to have it be Anguirus. Varan, and Baragon. Mm. And the studio made him cut, um, they wanted him to cut all three because they hated all three of them. But they, <laughs> they yeah, but they're like, all right, all right, just put in Mothra and Gidra because everybody loves Mothra and Gidra, and you can keep Anguirus or whatever. And Kanko was like, you know what, Angerus has been in, like, 15 of these things. Like, he's had his time. His time has passed. Let's bring back the the only monster that was man enough to face a Godzilla-sized Frankenstein. Of course, I'm talking about Baragon, star of Frankenstein Conquers the World. Uh,
2: <laughs> An underrated gem of the Toho monster series. I have uh, never, never even heard of that movie, yes. let alone seen it. Yes. It's uh, uh, it's very oppressive. Uh, very. Very good. Did you say oppressive
1: or impressive? Uh, yes. It stars... It's a bit, well, <laughs> it's got <laughs> Nazis, correct. so it's a bit of both, actually. That's, the uh, answer to that is That's yes. correct. That's correct. Uh,
2: and that's what we call a pro-value statement. It's a
1: pro-value statement. It stars Rebel Without a Cause uh, starred Nick Adams. Yes. And it features a Godzilla-sized Frankenstein fighting this... this, this uh, I like it. What is, what is temporarily referred to as the Red Godzilla <laughs> yeah. in this film by people who don't know any better... 'Cause again there's been a continuity reset, so now tragically, uh Frankenstein conquers the world has never happened in this uh this Toho universe.
2: Well the thing that you know, after listening to a couple of your your podcasts, the the Ghidorah one, or Ghidorah.
3: Yeah. Or you Riggins. Want. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, know. <laughs>
2: you know, if you wanna you know, if mo if it was MF Doom, he would say King Ghidorah, right. Take Me to Yolita. The thing the thing that I I had probably the biggest issue with. Um, There's no other monsters. Like, it's just like 1950 and then nothing happened.
1: Well, you have to keep in mind is that this is continuity reset. Official continuity reset, I think, number four. Uh, Because Megagurus, you could say that, you know, Godzilla 2000 and Megagurus were also both kind of continuity resets. Yeah. Uh, So, and if. So, yeah. So, I'd once li- again... Especially with yeah.
0: Mega Garris, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Just so that way I can forget about it.
1: So, once again, they are wiping the slate clean. And this is pretty much every every one of these from here on, like, resets total universe continuity. With the exception, it's always... They always have the first Godzilla movie from 1954. Is like... The Rosetta Stone, like that, that always happened, but then nothing else or select movies in between happened. But right. this one is is the uh, Godzilla happened, and then nothing else happened. Uh, yeah,
0: ratio, which but know, they play it out very realistically, as you were saying the the fact that you know Tokyo seems to be rebuilt awful quickly. This is a way to more realistically portray a current Japan with its modern system of with our modern living system a believable current japan whereas in the previous film godzilla versus megagearist they spend all this time trying to you know add in all these like n- something you know worthy of a of a science fiction novel you know where it's like oh uh, the capital was destroyed so it was removed to osaka and they built a diet another diet here and you know we we've changed like the way we've You know, we we use electricity now instead of nuclear energy, blah, 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 blah. It's like a Ray Bradbury book. Yeah, you know, which in a Ray Bradbury book would be thoroughly digestible. Unfortunately, in the way they shove it into you, it just, it doesn't work. So this is a way where they can revamp the story. They can give Godzilla's first attack a believable impact over Japan and then bring us believable characters Uh, into the film. So, for me, this is uh, a really good, at least, attempt at a restart. They do very
1: briefly mention and reference Godzilla 1998 Mm -hmm. at the beginning of this film when when, uh, they're having that conference in the boardroom or whatever and those two guys sort of kind of turn away from the guy who's giving the presentation and they talk amongst themselves very briefly about, well, wasn't there a you know, Godzilla reported Godzilla spotting, uh, in New York. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and they like, you know, they say the Americans thought it was Godzilla, but you know, our experts over here say it wasn't the real Godzilla (laughs) or something. So it's like, so that basically means that this is the same universe as Godzilla 1998, which means Matthew Broderick is around here someplace. He's on his way. He's (laughs) on his way. Okay. The worm guy's (laughs) on his way. Um, so, there's he's, that. He's actually, uh, he's back in Russia. He's back in Russia. Electrocuting works. <laughs> exactly. Well, he been... it's actually what you didn't know is that Matthew Broderick's character from Godzilla in 1998 is also the same character from War Games, so he's been put in a Siberian prison to make sure he doesn't accidentally start World War Three again. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. They also make a, a couple of vague references of that there have been attacks in, like, China. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. or they've been in recent months. There's been sightings and attacks, but they don't really say who it is, and so I have to assume it's Jet Jaguar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, who else would
0: attack? China? <laughs> yeah,
1: my brain automatically goes to either Hedora or Jet Jaguar. What is well, like, actually? I think Hedora
0: being... would be more appropriate because have you seen the smog in Beijing? Yeah, I mean, like Hedora <laughs> would either go to Beijing or L.A. H- I mean, like Hedora <laughs> would have a field day <laughs> in Los Angeles.
1: Um. So, yes, this was released December 15th, 2001, again, directed by Suzuki uh, Kanko, uh, who also worked on the screenplay for it. Mm-hmm. And a little background on um, Shuz- Shuzeki, sorry, Shuzeki Kanko. Um, he's, he's a pretty cool director and one of the few first directors for one of these films in a long time who can sort of stand on his own without this being like his only accomplishment. Yeah. Um, He made, uh, amongst other things, he made a trilogy of sort of revamped, uh, relaunched Gamera films Mm -hmm. in the 1990s, which for my money, those Gamera movies are better than anything in the high size series, with the exception of Godzilla 1985. And most of the stuff in the Millennium series. I mean, those Gamera movies are incredible.
0: Um, And it was a risk, because you have to understand... And I also,
1: I don't like Gamera. Well, (laughs) well, well. well,
0: just, just a brief history on Gamera. Gamera was a rival series by Daiko, which was a rival to Toho, which eventually went bankrupt and was bought out by Toho. So for Toho to keep the Gamera franchise and to revamp it and to kind of keep with its... Spirit, and yet you know, give it an edge, like a modern edge, like that's pretty impressive. Because you know, if this was any other company, they might have just been like, "Fuck it, we don't want this to come back. We want this in the ground." Right? You know, we want Godzilla. We want Godzilla to be the poster child. You know, of this company, Gamera needs to die. Right. Um. So they did many, what four sequels? Three in the nineties <laughs> and, and one, one in two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and I believe they did pretty well at the box office. So they yeah. did
1: well. He also did uh, the Death Note series, uh-huh. which is a live action. I believe is based on either a comic book or a video
0: game. It was a manga that was turned into a television show. It's uh, for those of you who don't know. It's about a guy, an emo kid in Japan who Typical. hates
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> who, who hates
0: everybody and suddenly gets this this uh, notebook called Death Note and if you write someone's name in it they die so it's it. a hit list yeah, yeah. basically it's a,
2: it's a hit list notebook that kills them for you yeah. which is perfect emo, for emo people
0: emo like. wet dream basically
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh and he has
0: like I'm gonna simple. make them pay this yeah. time
1: but I'm not gonna take any a- direct action I'm just gonna write it down in my little book where no one else sees and then a you know a ghost CG ghost monster is yeah. gonna come and totally mess him up you know that's like
0: yeah <laughs> that's like that's perfect. That's <laughs> you know. perfect. Tip, 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 yeah, excuse me. I'm going to listen to my favorite song, Mom Didn't Pay My Rent. <laughs> uh,
1: and he also directed Azumi 2 Death or Love. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with is that also uh, a reboot? Azumi, no, uh, Azumi he sounds like
2: the king of reboots.
1: <laughs> Azumi is a Japanese female uh, ninja assassin and. All, all I can say of Azumi is that it, the first film is amazing. I haven't seen Azumi 2. I've heard it's not quite as good. So the plot of the first Izumi movie, and not to go off on too much of a tangent, but just because it's so awesome, it's this uh, basically family of about, I think, eight or ten uh, students being trained by this master uh, who's like typical, you know, you know... <laughs> merciless uh master student relationship but things you know they've got a good unit going on they're all like friends or whatever and it kind of goes to this montage of them growing up together from the time they're like you know five to the the movie the plot really kicks in when they're about i don't know 15 16 17 years old anyways one day the master Brings them all onto a field and gives them each like swords. And they're like, All right, turn to the person next to you and battle them to the death. Oh, yeah, so I've he, heard of that. He makes I them like that. slaughter They're like family members. And it's like somehow, like, so they, you know, that's just like the most badass thing ever, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So he, this guy directed part two of that story. And is the only one who survives and goes on to kill like 600 people. But, ah. uh, Anyway, it's a, it's a female, you know, ninja assassin or whatever, and she's dressed as a Japanese schoolgirl, Uh, so very popular. And, um, so yeah, this guy, the and point Mike is, Kelly's dream. Mm. exactly, uh, <laughs> the window in my mind, the point is this guy's done other stuff. His career was not like banking on this. He, like, so he was, he had like enough clout and, and, and respect to like kind of do his own thing. Mm-hmm. He completely like ignored the, the Godzilla redesigned suit and just redesigned his own suit. He wanted to do all sorts of crazy stuff. He 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 purposefully took away um the uh, the the ray that Baragon shoots out of the top of its horn or whatever. He mm-hmm. took that away because he thought that made Baragon too powerful. Yeah. And he made him smaller. He made Gidra smaller. This is the smallest that Gidra's ever been. This is the smallest Mothra's ever been. And he he said that like he wants Godzilla to be the most powerful monster in the movie and the biggest threat, and like, you know, because the movies are about Godzilla. He's the main character and yeah. like, he's the most important one. So, like, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, also, making Gidra a good guy is interesting. Still doesn't make him a good monster it makes them interesting?
0: Yeah, it plays with the concepts that up to now had been established. Watch also, yourself. also, Watch sorry about
1: that. <laughs> also, it makes a hell of a lot more sense for Gidra to be a spirit from like ancient Japan than an alien. Because yeah. guess what? They had in ancient Japan fucking like paintings of dragons all over yeah. the place.
2: You know what they were? Aliens. I guess they were aliens. <laughs> I um, because this is the History Channel. It is. It is. I actually did this whole research on now um so the thing that about this movie that i mean I, I actually once it started moving along, you know it it took a minute for it to really kick off for me, yeah, um a little bit slower than I would even say most Godzilla movies, and they start off a little slow <laughs> what i mean you, the, yeah yeah you, the you action has to
1: yeah, yeah, the action is concentrated <clears throat> mostly to the second. Have. Right, so Especially I mean, in that
2: in that aspect, it's actually it's a little unbalanced to me. Um, I tried to fast forward actually at one point. But That's all right. I mean, I was hey. like, I, I I rewound, and I was like, I gotta watch the whole thing. I gotta power through.
1: Look, I it fell, took me two days. I fell asleep for a full half an hour when I was watching last week's movie, and I did not go back and rewatch what I had missed. There were Fair major enough. plot points. Fair enough. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, my um. My only criticism, well, one of I should say one of many criticisms, let's be real, was uh, I mean, I I I did enjoy it. Um I did think it looked like an older movie though. Like like
0: an it, early 90s movie, like
2: yeah, John Woo or something it, like that. It, it took me a minute to realize that this was uh, like early 2000s. I was like, really the combination of a model and C G. I was just it just didn't very blend very well. Mm. And like I think about the scene where they like come over the boat and you see the helicopter landing.
0: Oh right. That totally CGI like it, ship mean, that like you, you can the barely... water's
2: not even moving. Yeah. <laughs> when? I think it's actually I think it's a model and I think it's a remote control helicopter landing on the boat.
0: Something, but it's like it's, it's a so really bad. bad um CGI effect where instead of using a model, it's like just really bad um Yeah, it's, it's just, just bad. really bad it's CGI. Bad. Uh especially since Lord of the Rings comes out the same <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. This is and, the like, year Fellowship came out. Yeah. I think like the original Godzilla had the advantage of the fact that Star Wars hadn't come out yet.
3: Yeah. You I mean, know.
0: And, and, and the fact, because if that had ha- like, while, while there was this established cheesiness even back then, the it still could hold its own. But as soon as Star Wars comes out, you can't make the same stuff work. You it it set the bar too high. If you're going to get money, you well, have yeah, to I mean, I, reach towards that. So in 1984, they really had to up the game. Godzilla has to look better. The effects have to look better because people are expecting really good special effects
1: but they dropped the ball
0: and they
1: yeah. off, right? i I think they dropped the ball in the specifically in the execution of integrating c g stuff I think they've fallen in love with their own legend uh the stuff with Ghidorah just does not look good at the end no. No. uh the, there's one shot of Godzilla underwater which looks it's a two hundred percent improvement from the last movie. Which, unfortunately, is still unacceptably. Yeah. Uh, it's still a 200% decrease
2: from everything else. We've moved
1: from PlayStation 1 cutscene to PlayStation 2 cutscene, but not good for
0: major Actually, motion yeah. picture yeah. believable but, status. But the shots with the actual people, I think, reminds me of, like, John Woo, like, her early 90s, like, hard boil, stuff like that. Just the use of wipes the development the, the how the characters move on the screen, it does feel like a yeah. good John Woo movie. Um yeah. you know, which isn't to say that this director didn't have any of his own ideas. Like it's clearly him, but it just it has this touch of professionalism that in the High sai series especially, it felt like the shots were pretty, but it didn't feel like yeah. Yeah. yeah, the the thought wasn't there like yeah, it's it's like seeing a student film where they make all these like, oh, I saw this in Citizen Kane, so I'm going to do this, but Rosebud. yeah. <laughs> but movie. but it has no like weight to well, it. Well,
1: the, the shots in the High size series were selected because they know they would work. They know they knew how to do them and they didn't really care. The shots in this movie are are good and connect with the audience right. because they're moving the story forward and they're dynamic and they're interesting. Mm. Uh there's an early shot where it's, I think it's from a helicopter's point of view where Baragon has caved in the, uh, the tunnel or whatever. And it's like from a mile or two up in the sky. And it's really sort of this kind of cool. I I almost hate to say this, but like not outside of, it it reminded me of the beginning of the shining where like, you know, you're just going over the mountains Mm -hmm. or whatever. And like that one camera setup had more filmmaking excellence in it than the entire high size series combined um the the you know this guy is is great and he's doing good stuff i do think the cg is definitely a sore spot Mm -hmm. i think i would say one or the other but the
2: i think trying to do both of them
1: yeah yeah. i mean you're 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 either all in yeah, yeah
2: like if you're gonna do a model based movie do it good do it well or if you want to do a CG movie, do that well. Don't you can't you can't half-ass two things that if you half-ass them, they don't make a whole ass. They look like negative ass almost. Yeah, you know, they just exactly. look worse. Yeah, and, which is uh, which is sad to say, you know, because it could be
1: you, you had nothing had, worse you had a great than a bad ass. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's it's no ass. Like it's
0: <laughs> it's negative a flat ass. ass. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pancake. You blood. can't slap it. It doesn't jiggle. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I will say that the scenes. The the scenes uh, of Godzilla destroying the military are, I'm pretty sure, the best in the entire series as far as, like, just the amount of ass-kicking. and A couple of shots in Yokohama where, like, he just lays waste to, like, 90% of
0: the military yeah, in he's calling one shot yeah it's and like
1: 80% 90% yeah. everyone's dead uh, he's
0: just we're the only boat left right right <laughs> half <laughs> of <laughs> a boat <laughs> left m- murdering motherfuckers this isn't just he's it, taking them down yeah it's it, grandpa's this isn't just like it, yeah, yeah. you know I'm an animal you hit me I'm retaliating this is just I'm gonna fucking
1: kill you
2: yeah yeah I'm he was, going to blow you away it feels it feels he definitely feels it feels more premed. almost premeditated yeah yeah Versus like the other ones where it's just like I'm a big dumb dumb animal just rocking through the city, right? Ah.
3: But, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's just
1: like well, it, it definitely feels it takes more hardcore. It takes longer for him to admit his fire breath in this than any other movie. Like the the charging time is but like then, a full on three or four seconds of him just going. But it adds then, more drama to it. Oh, it's great! Yeah. No, I love that because that's for it, longer than yeah. He's able to go for longer streams of fire breath <laughs> and deliver more destruction. Got, sounds like Let's he's just been say, taking
0: enzyme. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: He's got a longer
0: stroke for he, natural <laughs> monster enhancement. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, any streams of fire breath that go over four hours long, proceed to your doctor immediately for a high five. Anyways, yeah. So it was nine million. Four hundred thousand was the budget and it made Really? And it made twenty million dollars. It was the most successful Godzilla film of the millennium series. It's extremely popular. Um
2: I started I actually started watching one recently where there's like mutant kids and I got about ten minutes into it and I was like, I'm done here. It There's like a
1: submarine have, with a drill on that, it. That's what like, you're I'm
2: speaking done. of, Aaron,
1: is a film called Godzilla Final Wars. That's it, yep. Yes.
2: And I got about, like I said, 10 minutes in and I was like, I can't, do, I
1: can't do this. The film is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Godzilla does fight the American version of Godzilla from the lead oh, really? film to a all new uh, Sum 41 song.
0: I in, to to in fact, not only does he fight, I think he, he flat out murders. That like, I, oh, it destroys it. I, I don't even think the mur- it is devastating as like godzilla is in this movie like the disdain you know, all the anger over the 1998 movie is just taken down it is just you know, amplified by godzilla throwing 98 godzilla into the sydney opera house and blowing it up nice
1: the, the point is i have it on digital video disc or dvd for short and i can loan it to you no, P- please I, I, I press upon you, you know, if the interest beckons you, complete that viewing at some point because you're in store for a treat. Well, I like the fact that
2: there are people who clearly speak English in that movie and then there are people who clearly
1: do not. And they are all and, <laughs> and they are all speaking English. Yeah. All of those people are speaking it's English, like, but some to... of them clearly do not oh, speak yeah, no. English. It's, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> I, I think that I tell you what, you watch it, you come on back for that one. You want to,
2: you know? I you... I, I'm down. I, I will. I will make the second. We're trip. also. I'll make it. I'll have to make a third trip. Look,
1: we're in preliminary talks with Dominic Griffin to also co-host that one as well. So you two will have
0: to mud wrestle to that the guy. Death. Let me tell you in about a that speedo. guy. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about that
1: guy. Yeah. Tell us about episode 11 co-host uh, Dominic Griffin. Godzilla versus Hedorah co-host I will Dominic say this: Griffin. that
2: that actually is one of my favorite Godzilla movies.
1: Godzilla versus Hedorah? Yeah. Uh, it
3: was. I just Smart thought it was. Monster. I thought it was interesting.
2: I thought it was an interesting take. Um, I don't know what it was, it just, I I watched it, it was on one night at like 3 in the fucking morning, and I stayed up and the sun was coming up, so, I watched the whole <laughs> thing, and I was like, wow, that was awesome, and it just ends like, it's just like, hmm, yeah, There's still trash, yeah, world's terrible, it like, doesn't you're solve just kinda pollution, it's kind of like, wow, man. Sucks. Like,
0: <laughs> just like sometimes you learn that makes you want to recycle. <laughs> giant radioactive lizard can't solve your problems. I, th-
1: I think you know Domin- but- Dominic was saying that Hedora was like this nightmare scenario where things get worse and worse and worse for all the characters. But you, you're not terrified, or you can't. You're distracted by the amount of like, uh, cartoon insanity and like. Silliness that's going on,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which I agree. I, I think that's a fairly astute assessment of that particular film. The
2: only thing about that particular person, yeah, is one would say that he's not very
1: what's the term? You look like you're searching here, something dig, to you do. gotta dig deep. Somewhere. I would
2: say anti values, but that would be too harsh. So we'll just say negative pro-values. Mm. So mm. I don't trust him. No. No, you shouldn't. Um, I think you said that he stole something the last time he was
1: here. He stole my heart, but he always well, does.
2: Well, <laughs> I, heard, I heard some other stories. We won't go into details. He stole but let my Let me heart. just say, let me just say, I'm sorry. And I'm praying for you. <laughs> I lit a candle on the way over here in my church. Just for you, buddy.
1: Okay, you heard it here first, Uh, Aaron Blue throwing down the gauntlet, uh, (laughs) challenging co-host, former guest host, Dominic Griffin, to some sort of guest host off, uh, possibly for the Final Wars episode. We will keep you updated on that. Uh, Back to this film, it came out, I saw it, I liked it, I was looking forward to it, I watched it again this afternoon, I still
0: liked it, and I would gladly watch it again.
1: And I would show it to people.
0: Yes. I um, didn't hate it. Yeah. I liked it when I saw it uh, circa, I don't know, <laughs> 2005, five, six. when I was with my, my only really other Godzilla companion, uh, Mr. Nick Young, uh, who uh, we, we bonded over Godzilla because he saw me doodling in my notebook like every Godzilla monster. Your death <laughs> notebook? Yeah, basically. <laughs> he There's killed just the What? what? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm going to get even with the- <laughs> I, I'm gonna draw them, and they're gonna come alive, and they're gonna eat all the people who said I was weird. <laughs> oh well, that's one way. Thank to do it. God for antidepressant pills; those work wonders.
1: <laughs> as, as does Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah—giant monsters all out of attack. The opening scene is a, uh, a a debriefing of military general guy. Yeah. Well, it's a naval, academy. naval our, academy. Our
0: main character is a naval commander. And he is going over with, a, I believe this is like an ROTC. You know, this is the officer's training. Uh, and he is giving a lecture on Godzilla because he is an officer. Uh, you know, that was the only, in this time frame, the only time Japan has ever... The defense force has ever actually attacked something. Has ever been called up?
1: Yeah. Now you are, as a opposed hist- to World War Two. You are a history buff. Ah, but that was the imp- Japanese Imperial Army in World War Two, yes. and this is the defense force. Yes. The af- was that was that in 1954 when? Because he says in, yes. the, in the English translation, yeah. like, there's the same year that it was in, formed.
0: Um, the the American occupation lasted from about 1945. uh right at the end of the war, to 1953. So in 1954, when the when um, the American occupation left, excluding bases in Yokohama and Okinawa, uh, Japan had its own defense force. Defense force meaning that they, according to their new constitution, were not allowed to wage war. This is very uh, positively looked upon by many directors. If you look at the works of Ichikawa, uh, Kurosawa and, you know, even God, some of the Godzilla movies, to some extent, the, the idea is that war is terrible.
3: Mm.
0: You know, what we have done to the rest of Asia, what America has done to us, this is not good. So we have a self-defense force, you know, uh, to protect us, but we are not going to wage any wars abroad anymore. Now there's been some, uh, I mean, th- th- they, they've had involvement, in fact, even as early as the Korean War, you know, a mind-laying ship was used that caused controversy. Uh, Japanese troops were sent to Iraq uh, in 2003, I were, believe. They were part of the Coalition of the Willing? They were part of the Coalition of the Willing. Uh, the nation's sake. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they, they were there, along with Poland, uh, Bulgaria. I should know more about this. I grew up during this time. But, um, yeah, so there's been, you know, Japan... the, The defense force, the constitution, there's been lots of leeway and with conservatism, you know, and nationalism, once again, on the rise in Japan, they've been building aircraft carriers and a few, well, helicopter based carriers and a few other things that are kind of playing around with the loopholes in the constitution, which 50 years ago would have been no, never, not again, never again, can't do this again. Uh, But anyways, long story short, in 1954, that's when this defense force was created. The idea that, you know, if Russia or uh, the newly found, you know, uh, People's Republic of China ever attempted to invade Japan, Japan would have a force to defend itself with, and a very tough force at that. Um, But it's for defensive purpose only. So that's being played into this history. The fact that the only time in this history that Japan has ever had to defend itself against a enemy is Godzilla. So none
1: of these troops have ever seen any action because the people he's talking to are all in their, like, 20s. Right. So he's the only one, and even he talks about, like, that he was not, because he was only 10 years old. This this, yeah. this general is only 60 years old, and Godzilla attacked 50 years before. Uh, he looks so, pretty good for 60. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't look like a deformed monster like Sylvester Stallone. He, yeah, he looks. Uh... <laughs> I, I will say, must <laughs> be all seaweed.
2: That actually was one thing that um, I I missed. I actually was wondering about that, and uh, I'm glad that you brought that up. Was because I at one like towards the end, he talks about like when Godzilla attacked the first time, and how he talks about like his troops and things like that, and it's like. How old are you <laughs> like are you uh, are you a hundred? like how could you have even done anything at that point? like you look like my mom's age, and my mom is in her fifties like that doesn't even make sense yes he, so i'm I'm glad that I did in fact miss something. I mean, I guess I need to go back and watch this movie again.
1: That's yeah, okay yeah um uh yeah i I think he he was like ten when the first attack happened in right. 1954, which he still looks very good for, like, it being, 60. like, 60. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that... that he yeah. look he looks like he could be, like, 45 or, yeah, like, like 50.
0: Well, Japanese and Canadians are, like, they eat good food. They look really pretty. Even their rednecks look well. I mean... Canadians? Oh, have you seen Canadian rednecks? It's like... I've seen Canadians. Look, Look, they've got a good gene pool. They're, like, you know, you can tell when someone is canadian cuz it's like oh wow you like, say hey yeah no but i mean like just talking, talking about, about, about how him, tall like, the cn tower is y- you've got a boot smooth yeah. Smooth yeah, they talk a boot smooth skin supple buttocks it's yeah. like god yeah. can, can i just Buy you? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is taking a weird the, This
1: is sort of I I Look, want I
2: have needs. Look, I think Nathan... that this is getting away from a pro values talk. Look, this is very pro values. <laughs> this, this is no about this my pro-Freudian
0: values. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is uh, the this, uh,
2: this is about pro savings on buying a human. <laughs> We don't traffic in uh,
1: human beings here on the Podmore
2: Hour. I'm
0: not talking about trafficking. I'm merely talking about exchanging people for favor- money. No favors for money. I see. You should. know, favors. so more, I of, give a, you so more of a prostitution right. type thing. Of course, of course. So
1: we hard cut to Mount Mayoko, uh, where a journalist, photojournalist by the name of uh, Yuri is Making a docudrama about Godzilla, yeah. which uh pisses off the locals because they don't want the good image of their town and the villagers to be besmirched by a chintzy, you know, raving sorry, ravings, uh, ratings grabbing, uh, you it's know, basically, you f- yeah, well, I'm gonna say, you know, Fox newscaster,
3: yeah, uh, so hooker. And,
1: uh...
2: I, I really like when the one guy throws the rock in and she goes, Oh, what?
1: Is that
0: the monster?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's great.
0: <laughs> Just like in Search for Bigfoot.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: it's good.
0: I can see your watch, Bill. Um... Bigfoot's hanging out with Godzilla. Yeah. And this is happening at the same time where an American submarine has been lost at sea. Right. So the defense force in... Keeping with Defense Force Protocol is like doing search and rescue. This is what Japan does a lot of uh, in that area. So, uh, and in doing so, they realized the submarine uh, didn't blow up. Our, it blew up but uh, something wasn't right here and they see the bits of fins fins there's bite marks there's bite yeah marks. there's yeah there's bite
2: marks that should have been their first indication yeah. that it didn't blow <laughs> up maybe some
1: it...
0: Godzilla related activity that Godzilla
2: is also chilling right next to it and yeah um, drinking that I don't
1: know what happened. energy
0: like a Budweiser <laughs>
1: exactly. so so uh, Yuri points out to this guy who's like trying to bust up the film shoot uh, I guess he's like the mayor or something yeah he gave them permission to film, but he didn't know what exactly he was doing. I think he may be a drug addict. Anyway, she says... Goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She says, hey, Godzilla is popular, so if he shows up in your village, it'll be a great thing because it'll be a boom for tourism. Let's sidestep the logic of that for a second. Oh, because, it'll be a boom, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, definitely, that it will definitely be a boom. Um and almost to sort of mirror that you cut to later on in the evening when the mayor or whoever this guy is, the landowner of the lake, is he's trying to um make it to second base with his uh girlfriend in their uh Subaru Outback and uh or their <laughs> their vehicle. And um, a, a biker gang of they look to be paint contractors come by because they're all <laughs> wearing with battle flags. Yeah, with battle flags. Uh, they all they don't look like regular gang members. They look like they're gonna go out on a contract painting job. These uh, painting contractor punks knock over a Jizhou statue. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> wake
3: up. I'm so
2: glad that you knew what that was called. Right we know off the our top yeah, of we, head. we know our stuff here yeah. at the Podmore Hour. I, if you know, I wasn't impressed by anything <laughs> yeah. until right now. That's right.
0: That's
1: right. Well, now the now the gloves come off.
0: Yeah. Um uh, so, shit it, just got real. So uh they they destroy this sacred statue that yeah, seemed to populate most of Japan. And uh later in the evening
1: Right. Well I think the like the camera crew destroys it, right? Like, like Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, they like knock it over. Yeah. They and, knock one over, and so they are responsible for the biker gang's slang. Like they,
0: like the biker gang didn't do it. It was the it was no, no. The, they purpose, the biker gang purposely knocks over a statue. All right, the first time when they're riding around the mayor and his squeeze yeah, he hits one with like a stick. They hit one just oh, because they're biker gang. Oh, right. Gangs. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So and then bad stuff happens because they have destroyed the deity.
2: Seem like it would be a lot harder to knock <laughs> over with,
0: with just a
2: yeah.
1: Um, so, Barragod comes and kills everyone. <laughs> yeah. Except for that one trucker. Except for the trucker, who, he seemed like that was stunt casting. It seemed like that was someone from one of the earlier Godzilla movies, although I didn't quite recognize him, so, yeah. who knows? He may have played a truck driver in an earlier Godzilla film, perhaps Godzilla vs. Megalon. He did. Uh, oh. That was him. Okay. So, yes, that was him. That's, that's, uh... Confirmed.
2: That's Japanese Trucker 1.
1: Yep. Japanese
2: Trucker 1. That's his name in the credits. I don't know why. Because everybody
0: in that movie's Japanese.
1: You heard it here first from Aaron Baloo. Well, you
0: know, it could have been a Korean immigrant. You know, it could have been Brazilian Japanese. You know, it's,
1: the point is, and I really what appre- is it?
0: Olivia <laughs> Munn. <Monk>? Like- <laughs>
1: I really appreciated the fact that they interviewed this guy afterwards, and he says that it's Godzilla. He doesn't know who Barragon is. But he sees a a sort of vaguely reptilian monster and he's like, good enough for me, (laughs) it's fucking Godzilla. You know, because that – in these movies all the time, they see like parts of a monster's leg and they're like, oh, that's obviously, you know, whoever, Manda or something. Like they they instantly call it and like specifically, exactly, correctly who it is after seeing like part of its toe or whatever. It's like, oh, that must have been, you know – gorosaurus because like look at part of his tail or whatever. It's like, "No." They're like, "I'm sure every Japanese person would be like, it's it's Godzilla. yeah
0: It's it's clearly Godzilla, you know. They've only had like one big monster attack them specifically before, so right. this is Right. It, it
1: makes perfect sense that this guy thinks it's Godzilla and not Baragon. Now we cut to a different
0: group of sexy teens at a different lake. Who uh, take a Jesus G- uh, statue and try and kill a dog with it after it witnesses them robbing a convenience store? We're
1: going to have to spend, I think, a significant amount of time on this scene. Okay, so yes, well, that
2: dog had it coming. Let's be real.
1: Look, the dog was no witnesses. the dog was just barking at them because they were breaking the windows and stealing all the stuff. And they could have just let the. Like, they were creating as much, if not more, noise than the dog barking. Like, they were very loudly breaking into the store. If they just would have taken the stuff they stole and, like, gone away, what I'm trying to say is there was zero need to get rid of this dog. And what they do is, yes, they take the Zuko statue and uh, they put it in a crate with the dog to try and like sink the dog to the bottom of the lake and it's like
2: at one point though it does look
1: like they are smashing
2: the dog with the statue yeah like, just to death it's
1: very but the very dog is awkward. just kind of
2: like making sounds like the dog is happy like yeah just,
1: you know, this being
2: smashed to death by a concrete statue
1: this sort of labored sorry This is the sort of labored plotting that is normally reserved for, like, Friday the 13th Part 5, where they need to have, like, Jason's mask. So it's like someone, you know, hits a slingshot and knocks a hockey mask off of a toy truck or something as it's going by Crystal Lake. Like, something insanely, like, convoluted or whatever. So, like, oh, we gotta kill this dog, so let's destroy this statue or whatever. Basically... And it's interesting. It is a lot like Friday the 13th because the sexy teens once they get knocked off of this rowboat with their attempted dog drowning, they get sucked under the water one by one, much like Jason would do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is sort of oddly reminiscent of Friday the 13th, actually, now that I think about it. Maybe it, it
2: was uh, a nod at some point. Yeah,
1: like a... Well, there is the crazy old man yeah, who like tries to... like. So it it is this is sort of uh, yeah if it's Guts not a nod 13. then it's just
2: a com- complete just bit scene where they're like hoping that nobody figures it out.
1: But still it is very upsetting just the the how they have no qualms at all about drowning this dog. I really don't want to leave it this. It
0: uh, yeah, it was it was ah. unsettling that like darn you sexy funny. teenagers señor uh. And your, dog drowning. And your, I your wrote hormones down, and dog drowning.
1: Yeah, I, I wrote down that these are the real monsters yeah.
0: of the film. Mm.
1: These yeah. attempted dog murderers. I'm not okay with this. I just yeah, kept it, on thinking about Riley in this situation, you know, and it's just like it made me uncomfortable.
0: Really? I kept hoping it was Riley. <sighs> I'm just kidding. Riley? Riley, you can hear me from the other side of the door, can't you?
1: Don't, Good. don't bring the dog into this. You leave him out of this. You leave him out of this. He's given us enough. There he is. There he is. <laughs> there he is. There he is. There he is. Um, so, anyways. Yeah, we gotta move on, I think. But, yeah. They they cut to a, a, a newscast and the dog is fine. Yeah. yeah. Cut this. I, I, that's good. I was...
2: Which is surprising to me because he was in the boat that got flipped yeah. over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But with, apparently...
2: with a rock statue... Yeah, and
0: And the was closed. And then Mothra appears. Mothra in worm form, in uh, larva form, appears. I did like that. That And 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 you're like, you know, that dog couldn't have survived. But no, they cut to like teenagers all like strung up, execution style in cocoons, and uh, the dog is fine. Yeah, the dog is fine. They're taking
1: it out of the crate, and it's like they're petting it, and the dog's doing great.
2: So so. do
0: I get a biscuit?
2: (laughs) The one thing that I I thought was interesting is they do mention that. The teenagers are like all wrapped up in cocoons. Yeah, never address it again. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Like, like that's normal. That happens. Yeah. That happens all the time around here. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, that's just how. That's how they they kill themselves. They wrap themselves up in a cocoon and they die. It's, it's a part very of
1: their new, whole coo- new teen sex craze. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cocooning. Called, it's called yeah it's
0: cocooning. it's cocooning. It's part of
1: their whole emo thing.
0: It's uh, the ultimate autoerotic asphyxia. Right. It's where you wrap yourself in <laughs> you wrap yourself <laughs> in cloth and then you die. Yeah,
2: well, too... that sounds about right. I I, I do wish mm. that they had addressed that, or if they had at least gone. Well, now there's this giant moth. All right, I guess that makes yeah, yeah. a little bit more yeah. sense. And it's on the same lake that these kids died on. Now we're putting two <laughs> and two together. I wish I wish somebody would have gone. <laughs> Hey, that makes sense why those, pe- why oh, those kids mean, were all red. Oh, you mean when in? the giant
1: cocoon shows yeah. up? Yeah. Later on? You meet the on, giant they're, they're, they're floating in oh, the in the middle of the, the, middle say, of like, the lake. It's like 40 like, yards to the left.
2: It's like you came out of the water and then you went back <laughs> and you built your cocoon in the middle of the lake
1: of yeah. all places.
2: It's in a giant the,
1: body of water, which yeah. nature tells us is the best place to uh, build a cocoon. Yeah.
0: Hey, you'll, you'll hey, Yeah. Hey, Mike, that ain't your cocoon. <laughs> you know,
1: I, look, I'm not trying to sharpshoot Mothra here. She obviously knows what she's doing. Anyways, the point is, while this is going on, we cut to Yuri, the uh, reporter, and um, she's so drunk that she has to be taken home by one of her friends, and her dad meets them at the door, and it's it's the general from before. So It would be Admiral. Yes, Admiral. Admiral me rule. That's uh, that's Kirk. a water general. That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir.
0: The uh, big water general. <laughs> the big yes. uh with the boats.
2: So that
1: guy, fire number one. <laughs> so he's like, Are you drunk again? Which makes me think that you're maybe an alcoholic. I don't know. They kind of gloss Very over that.
2: Highly Fun. functional. Because you know? the next morning, no hangover. And she was shit housed.
1: Yeah, she was in the shit house. Yeah. <laughs> 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 she was she much was... like
0: much like I was when I decided to make my Geo City site. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless of course this means that from this point on it's actually Yuri's drunken stupor state. That she's actually imagining herself as a perfectly functional person dealing with major catastrophe, which would make sense why she's always really happy when talking to like kids about like, Oh, it's okay, the savior monsters will come. You know, it'll be okay, kid. I, I would like to think that Johnny Walker says everything is going to be fine. I would
2: like to think that she is actually still sleeping it off from that night when the and rest dreams of the movie, yes. all of this happened. Well,
1: that would make a lot of sense. And then
2: wakes up and goes, "Where's the monsters?" And everybody goes, "You're getting committed today.
1: You're going to rehab. You have a problem." We've all gathered here to tell you that we love you very much and we support There's you. There's no
2: such thing as a guardian monster. <laughs> That man is not a thousand years old. That's your Uncle Lou.
1: Who's <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Louie? He used to bring you uh, orange-flavored Flintstones push-ups when uh-huh. you were a kid. Those, you forgot good. They were good. They should I bring them so back. Those... By the way, I guess they brought back the Hostess cherry pies and no one fucking told me about it. <laughs> so fuck you, everyone. Uh, because I love those Hostess cherry pies. And they've been around apparently for like a year now or something as, since they brought back all the Hostess I stuff. I didn't realize... Yeah, I didn't realize that... that hostess had
2: come back but it apparently yeah. the people that own pbr own hostess now yeah which makes, makes sense. sense that the most white trash beverage would be owned would own the most white trash food one hand
1: one hand washes, washes the, the other, other. <laughs> but it's a spit wash though because they, oh, did they didn't pay their utility bill you need but anyway. to uh, definitely wash your hand after
2: you touch this, uh, touch this person
1: i will say that those cherry pies have like Six hundred calories in them, so it's like a full. It's meal. enough to
2: it's enough to sustain a, you for yeah. a day. All you need to do is <laughs> eat that, and then you're good to go.
1: They're back. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, then a salary man tries to kill himself, or
0: maybe autoerotic asphyxia. Probably both. I yeah, mean, yeah, he so me... he could come and go at the same time. Exactly. Thank it you. Was... Nate. <laughs> it was the most just
2: almost pointless scene. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'd say it was pointless. I like, said it was hilarious. This is like, oh my goodness, well, guy I mean, killing himself in the woods and then discovering. Well, have you seen that <laughs> the that
2: forest where all those people right to, like right. killed themselves? Yeah, so I, I mean, uh, I did I did think that was kind of interesting that they put that in there. Because that seems like something that you wouldn't want to advertise. So this
1: is a real forest in Japan yeah. where guys. Yeah, go... Yeah, you can or, Google it. People... It's like
2: the Death Forest or something like that. That's what Americans call it, anyways. Christ. And there's like there's just dead bodies everywhere out there. People just go and they kill themselves.
0: That's fucked up. It is very fucked up. Well, you can. It's like Mel Brooks making fun of Hitler. You know, the only way you can really deal with something so har- horrifying on that level is just is humor. Because there's no like ra- true rationalization for it. It's just. It is what it is. Also, I don't think his tie would have held him. No, no.
2: Is that, that this guy's one screwed. that seemed like the skinniest branch that he could have. Used yeah. and he used a
0: tie. Well, look, he's a salary man. Not a, he's not a lumberjack. He's not. He's not. He 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 knows how to. Well, I didn't ha- say he carry was cut paper. down the tree. Look, I, I'm <laughs> just saying that like a lumberjack would have known exactly the right branch, the right yeah, rope, look, the, the point, right knot. Look, guys, guys, the
1: point is this guy beat the, off with. The point is this guy is or a book. loser. Yes. Okay, and a loser is a loser through yes. and through. And he was obviously going to botch up his own suicide. Okay, he <laughs> did. which he did. Yeah. Which he did. By accidentally discovering King Ghidra, uh, or sorry, Ghidra or Riggins, uh, frozen underground.
0: Ghidra. 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 And Carbonite. Ghidra. Ghidorah. <laughs> G- uh, and... I did like the
2: fact that he was in frozen in Carbonite.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That
3: was yeah. Good. It was... Yeah.
0: That was. Yeah. Cool. So it's really. Uh, it's really Ghidra solo. Yeah. On um,
2: Gidra I mean. Well, I was just... I, I was nervous when he.
1: Uh, we haven't gotten there never. Uh, so then let's see here. Yes. They have a press conference confirming that Godzilla is alive and attacking places. And this guy botched his own, yeah. suicide. And this guy botched his own suicide. They actually talk about that. And, uh, people immediately go insane. They, yeah. they immediately have a scene of like them wheeling this girl in on a stretcher and her just be like,
3: wow, ah, Godzilla's going to come and attack,
1: which look, I'm sure that would happen. And, like, I'm glad there was a Godzilla movie that finally had the balls to be like, look, if you made an announcement that's saying, like, a 400-foot-tall indestructible monster was coming, people would – like, not everyone, but some people would go insane and would have to be taken away. Like,
0: collateral damage is actually apparent in this film, which has not been a factor for quite a while. Like, just the – yeah, the first I don't think it's movie.
2: Any monster movie that's shown collateral damage.
0: No, but the first Godzilla movie is very apparent. Like you look at the footage of, of uh, the documentary footage of people, you know, who survived Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and it's almost identical. Even though this is a film, this is a film, this is entertainment, and they still had the balls. Mr. Honda had the balls to say, "Look, this is destruction." I you know fought in China I've seen people die in front of me this is what carnage looks like so to have the balls to have this kind of uh, damage shown on the screen to give Godzilla actual uh, be, be, to be uh, a legitimate threat against right. the common people
1: and, and not just to show that he's a threat but to show the fraying of society mm-hmm. and and there's the scene where she, like the woman goes insane But there's another scene where everyone's fleeing and those two like tweens or teenagers or punks stop like from running and they just look around at everyone else running and they just say, bye everybody, I hope you have fun dying or whatever. And they're going to die too. It's like, there's nothing like that in any Godzilla movie. And that's like, and I'm sure that shit would happen too. And they've never shown that in a Godzilla movie. Well, it's it's, because those kids had death notebooks. Those kids had the death notebooks.
0: Well, it's like in Saving Private Ryan or... Kurosawa's uh, Ron, where, you know, uh, a a guy in both movies, a guy, like, is holding his own severed arm, you know, and, like, cradling it like a baby. You know, it's just, like, stuff like that, that just, like, you You really.
1: You said Saving Private Ryan, right?
0: Saving Private Ryan, which stole that scene from Kurosawa's Ron, which is based on King Lear. There you go. Which is is then actually based on Saving Private Ryan. Yeah.
2: In an all roundabout way.
1: Which are all based off of Police Academy Part Four, Citizens on Patrol, starring Steve Gutenberg. Um, which
2: is based on Caddyshack too.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The the better of the two Caddyshack I ones, mean, obviously. it's almost a waste of time to say that out loud because it's assumed.
2: It wasn't a very <laughs> pro-value statement. One I of know. them
1: has Jackie Mason. The other one is Caddyshack 1. So, <laughs> I think I mean, not it's mention, obvious not which mention, one is better. Uh,
3: you know, Dan, Aykroyd Dan Aykroyd filling Aykroyd.
1: in for Bill Murray.
3: Oh, my own, my own food truck. I have uh, <laughs> a Crossbow. They're
1: talking like this. Aykroyd was put into a quarter, and that was a thankless—that was a thankless job for him he to try to fill. I get thanked for that. Movie. <laughs> to try to fill Billy Murray's uh, shoes from Caddyshack is the impossible mountain, and it was far beyond Aykroyd's skill fill at that Bill point. Bill Murray's
2: shoes doing anything?
1: Yeah, you should never
2: try. No. Anyways, back to the plot. <laughs> All right, a
0: Godzilla and up, up with Wait, wait, wait! This wasn't
2: a Bill Murray podcast. I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> we
3: don't have time for this. <laughs> the show must go on. We,
0: re, we've run out of clowns. Um, we're almost out so, of memory. So, we're almost out of memory. So we God- are making this take longer. We should <laughs> take shorter. Why are we doing so this? So Godzilla meets up with Baragon, and they have a fight that I don't think has been seen ever. This looks like a nature channel it was a like, fight. battle it was between yeah. like a like, hyena and a lion, where it's just like two beasts yeah. are trying to kill each other. And Godzilla, like at one point... There was an the
1: actual just... throat stomping yeah. in
0: this fight. It was like a WrestleMania fight.
1: This is just good. And Godzilla ends up blowing up Baragon. Just... It actually had
2: one of my favorite scenes of the movie when Godzilla throws Baragon at the helicopter. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why, but that, it was like, you see them, ah, and then it's like, cut to model, boom. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love how she, the reporter goes, those two men in that helicopter died. I know. It's They're like- both at the door. Who's <laughs> flying the helicopter? Right. That's my question. Like There should be at least three. And she only mentions two. <laughs> Fuck the guy flying. Oh,
1: and by the way, did you notice how Godzilla just wiped out that entire fucking town <laughs> yeah. over there? The town being Hikone, Uh because they're fighting in, in Hikone, And uh, like, so yeah, they wipe out a whole town, including an amazing scene where, as I think sort of a nod to the high size series, possibly... The, the female character in that, which I've already forgotten her name because it's not important, uh, where they have the hospital and the girl's in the hospital bed and she sort of looks up. She sees Godzilla is
0: coming in yeah, and she like can't that, do anything. This is, is like Hitchcock. This is like Rear Window shit. Yeah. Where Godzilla is coming, yeah. she can't do anything. And she, he Godzilla passes and she's she breathes a sigh for release. Then Godzilla murders her with his fucking tail. Yeah, yeah she, that, was she, just, this, man, <laughs> that was a dick move. Yeah, that was, that a, was a dick, dick move. That was, was just like
1: you got up against you. BAM! Not pro-values. and yeah, I mean, uh, well... <laughs> well, we don't I know mean, yet. Actually, I think that might be state, the, but... the epitome of pro-values. <laughs> the, the point is, is that then
2: Godzilla... Look, I'm all of, I am pro-values of murdering <laughs> Japanese girls in their hospital rooms with my tail.
1: I Okay. Luckily, he doesn't have a tail, so we don't have to worry about this. Well, Godzilla... This is all getting
0: cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so then Godzilla moves shit. on, right. and the military yeah. actually—the uh, military. I'm, I'm, sorry, the, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no,
1: no. no. no we no. can't. We can't move on without talking about the mushroom cloud after he like does the fire breath. Oh, in like, the, the classroom. I thought this was a direct callback to duck and cover and like the yeah. paranoia of the 50s and the 60s. Of like kids in the classroom watching the fucking newsreels of like with, oh with you the know, turtle the turtle
0: knows what to do right.
1: duck and cover like <laughs> you can't see it as anything else it's just like a mockery of that and having her turn out and like and this is the first time Godzilla has used his fire breath in the movie and he nukes this parking lot and apparently half the town and but it doesn't show any of that it just cuts to a you know, you know, you're probably three or four miles away in this classroom, a teacher looking out the window, and all the children are there as well, and they're all sort of shocked. There's this flash uh in much the way, you know, <laughs> nuclear explosions have always been portrayed, and they look out and they see a, a mushroom cloud forming in the sky. And it's I did like that. It's kind of scary really? haunting. And
3: yeah, and it was, it was yeah, unsettling.
1: Yeah, it's a bit unsettling.
2: And Because it, it, it does remind you that He is still radioactive. Yeah, and... Because you you tend... I mean, I I know me personally. I tend to forget that. And, you know, you go by the, like, oh, I breathe fire because I'm a dragon kind of deal. And then you remember, oh, you were created because of nuclear tests. Right. It would make sense that
1: you breathe radioactive fire. It's like a direct visual callback to, like, the, the, you know, the whole point of Godzilla, which is a metaphor for the bomb. Yeah, And so, and just to have that right directly in the middle of the movie, I don't know. I thought it was a very kind of shocking scene. Um, shocking choice. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it, like, it, it,
2: I don't know. I mean, and, and this is like definitely when it picks up and it becomes a Godzilla movie mm-hmm. to me. I mean, obviously because Godzilla's in it. But <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's fine. But... It just, yeah. I mean, it was it was a it was a brutal fight. I mean, it's. I loved it. Yeah, it was it was That's good. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so can we talk about Gator actually appearing? Sure. I have some I have some issues with uh, that. I, okay, as, as, as I think
1: a, I think we'd need to just cut to yeah. the end fight. Yeah, <laughs> let's just. I've been trying to remember what else happens. Well,
0: the uh, military attempts to intervene, and it does look, as with a lot of the rest of this film, very realistic, like how they attempt, oh, we have new weapons now. That's why we weren't able to defeat Godzilla. And they briefly kind of, they hint at the oxygen destroyer and why they don't know about how this was all kept secret and the fact that, you know, Dr. Sarazawa died and (laughs) none of his stuff was kept. They thought the horror was over. So, you know, so they were all led to believe that it could be destroyed with modern weapons, but that doesn't work. So Godzilla eventually makes its way to Tokyo, where the army attempts to destroy it with these uh, drill missiles, uh, which kind of, they weaken Godzilla, but they, you know, that doesn't save them from being near 90% annihilated by Godzilla in Yokohama.
1: I thought that was Yokohama, not Tokyo.
0: I I believe you were right. It was Yokohama.
1: Um, because, yeah, it seemed like a very deliberate <clears throat> mirroring of the end of Godzilla versus Mothra Battle for Earth, because you still see the the same Ferris wheel. Yeah. So that's, like, the same battleground, and they blow up the same building. <laughs> it's a huge tower. I don't know what it's called, but anyways, it looks a lot better this time, needless to say, really. Um, but yeah. I the- mean, Mothra does kill those guys.
2: Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's 100% M- Mothra's fault why those guys... In that building, get killed.
1: Oh yeah, no question about that.
2: Guardian monster, my
0: ass, bro. <laughs> she was just looking out for herself yeah. at that point. Typical. Typical. So Mothra Typical. appears, and then Gidra appears around the same time. And this is kind of weird because I, I w- would have more or less assumed that Mothra would have been destroyed, and then Gidra would appear. You know, but they yeah. the pacing is a
1: bit off. For yeah. this whole last yeah. section of the movie, feels about twenty minutes it too feels, long. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, you could contain the same yeah. stuff, but you could have somehow made it
0: tighter, I think. Right. And so Mothra and Gidra are both fighting. Gidra is down for the count. When Mothra sacrifices itself uh, to protect Gidra from Godzilla's blast, then it reincarnates itself into Gidra, Thus, Gidra grows its wings and becomes the more or less more recognizable Gidra that we have been used to over. And then Gidra and Godzilla fight and then that fight goes into the water. Then they're fighting underwater. So our captain, you know... Uh, or you, admiral. Uh, yeah, admiral, sorry. Uh, much to the chagrin of uh, his daughter, uh, decides to go on basically a suicide mission with a co-companion uh, with the drill missile. Their idea is that they are going to hit Godzilla in the spot that he was already weak in, and that way Ghidorah will be able to destroy Godzilla once and for all. doesn't work out that way. Uh, so our hero ends up swimming inside Godzilla. In, and, in a mini-sub. In a mini-sub with the drill gun. And just when we think, you know, Ghidra is blown away. In, I,
1: maybe the largest on-screen detonation. Yeah. Like in, sorry, in-studio explosion yeah. in any Godzilla film. I mean, this explosion, unless it may be forced perspective, and it probably is, because uh, Kanko's a pretty clever guy, yeah. Um, but even so, it's it dwarfs Godzilla. I mean, he is very small in this frame, and the explosion just—it's uh, amazing. It's so great.
2: Yeah. I, 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 me personally, I think they make Ghidra look like a bitch in that whole. Yes. I was I was very upset by that. Yes.
1: Oh yeah. Sorry. What well, you wanted to say your piece. I. Sir. He dies.
2: Three times, <laughs> I, three fucking times. Are you kidding me? Like he dies once, Mothra brings him back to life. He dies a second time, and he comes back to life three times.
0: Oh yeah, with the magic stone. Yeah, and then and then he dies again.
2: Right. He gets you, you get three, you get two chances, and you die twice. You die. Yeah, seriously. So and then he comes back as this like
0: Ghost? all are like yeah like
2: yeah. all three of them are like. Some sort of weird Power
0: Ranger ghost, <laughs> and then you. Like like, and that doesn't even work.
2: No, it's so, like they're the worst. It's the
0: human <laughs> character. <laughs> you you boffed it. So it's, it's the a human character that ends can't up even like kill Godzilla, <laughs> apparently. So the human character ends up drilling through Godzilla's neck, and with that, Godzilla, every time he tries to use his beam, ends up blowing up his own neck. Yeah, like the beam comes out of his neck. So Godzilla then implodes. In probably the most intricate, I think, death of, all, of the very few times Godzilla has died, this has been, like, I think, the most interesting. Because it's not a meltdown. It's not the oxygen destroyer. It's a man.
1: Do they show that on the screen, though? Because I was extremely confused at what happens. To well, them. he,
0: like, falls into the water, and it just... It, it's made to imply that he is, like, blown up. Yeah. Through his own... They,
1: they pull the... And they've pulled this, like, four times in a row where it's like cut to the command center and a guy looking at a monitor is like, Godzilla just disappeared again! Yeah. You know? Like These people are the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they do that at the end of Megaguirus where it's like, you know, I don't know if Dimension Tide actually hit Godzilla, but he's gone now! Which, if you really pay attention to the end credit sequences, as both Nate and I did, Godzilla is still alive at the end of Godzilla mega Megaguirus. We don't miss a trick. But, um, <laughs> yes. Godzilla... Again, it's just like, he's gone. He's not on the fucking radar screen anymore. It's like, hey, dickhole, why don't you show that on the screen? You know, yeah. I think we've earned Godzilla dying, like seeing that. You know, Honda showed us that. Yeah. I, but, I think it's a very intimidating thing for a director to show, but, like Godzilla killed, like but
0: dying. Then they it's show, a but then they cut, a huge at movie. the end, we see the heart.
2: Right. Godzilla's heart. But right next so. to the sun. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was convenient that he manages to die right next to something that gives him life. Something,
1: yeah, (laughs) something. something. I mean, radio.
2: Yeah, it's a radioactive sub.
1: Yeah,
2: or it's a nuclear-powered sub.
1: If so, It's Leaking
2: nuclear waste into the ocean, right next to his still beating heart. So did I just did I just fuck that up? No, no, no. No? That's that's no, no, no. That's all correct.
1: (laughs) And it was pro values. I think there's, there's another thing that we're also missing and there's sort of this mysticism through line thread in this film of it's sort of implied by the, the, the ghost old man, creepy old man from the lake who shows up every time a new guardian monster is discovered. He actually uh, – Yuri interviews him at one mm-hmm. point and he talks mm-hmm. about how Godzilla has an alternate origin in this film. Uh, where he's not just an irradiated monster coming back from nuclear weapons, but he's also meant to be uh, the combination of all the souls that of everyone who was killed during the Pacific War.
0: By the Japanese.
1: By the Japanese Imperial Army.
0: Which is a lot, because Japan colonized Manchuria, mainland China, Korea, Indonesia, New Guinea, Thailand they would already colonized taiwan uh, burma so that's so basically it's, and then that's, that's half, a lot. that's the you got to give them credit <laughs> yeah. yeah, and now like the half smallest... of those countries <laughs> were <laughs> also yeah. controlled by european countries so they weren't just at war with those specific areas they were at war with the areas with the the mainland so the netherlands france you know vietnam was also invaded you know that that's a lot all right so, basically, a lot of anger is in Godzilla.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's... there's That's pretty interesting. This, this is like another war guilt Godzilla movie. Yeah. Which,
0: Which is saying a lot, because Japan has kind of had, as we mentioned before, kind of... Uh, at least the government has had, like, a mixed view on World War II, how, oh, this was a war against European aggression. Uh, Which would the, explain why they attacked us. Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, it's really hard to explain that to the Chinese after, you know, the murder and pillaging and rape of Nanking.
1: Uh, (laughs) I did want to mention real quick that Yuri tapes this old man, giving this, like, you know, what amounts to a sermon about Godzilla. By the end of the film, they discuss the fact that the old man has been dead since, like, the 1950s, when he was, like, 75 years old, and that now they've gone back and looked at the tape, and he's missing from the tape.
0: Yeah, I like and, that and was, the fact they that, gave
1: it. They gave it an, a
0: very eerie feel. Yeah, and the just fact that like they are uh, yeah. BS digital. I don't know if that was a nod to the American joke, you know, bullshit, but um, the fact that they are a BS... They, well, know, they but, say yeah. in
1: their opening thing we're the bottom barrel of yeah, broadcasting, so yeah, just, I, I appreciate their honesty. I think but, if someone actually did that, like like that was their thing, they would probably be very popular on the internet.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Oh yeah, so that's that's this movie. That's this movie.
1: You know, it's interesting what they did to Gidra. Uh, they Fucked ca- up what they did. They to up. Look, I know you're a big fan of Gidra, but you you gotta look. I at even these...
2: thought he looked dumb in this one. Well, he I, just I, he he's smaller. Like... He's just he looks, he's he, smaller. I mean, like his his heads just like they look too like aha trying. Yes. <laughs> to yes, good. Okay,
1: I I completely forgot about this. Thank you for 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 mentioning something. Because Kenko was so pissed off that the studio didn't uh, have them use Varon, he made Gidra's head look just Varon's head hmm. three times. So that's why it doesn't look like Gidra because it it's was, actually a different monster's head. It was, on it, it
2: was very disappointing, and I got a little concerned at one point because they talked about him having eight heads. Yeah, and I was like, what are they gonna do? And then like when you when you only see one come up at first, I was like, oh man. Well, well, the eight-headed and then the dragon second one comes up.
0: Uh, Orochi. Orochi. The, yeah, as yeah. we mentioned in previous podcasts, that's uh, actual from um, the you know the birth of Japan legend. Right. Where, uh, forget what the hero's name is, but he fights. You've heard this Orochi because you listened eight- to the yeah Head that dragon. episode.
1: Yeah. So yeah, they they actually got their myth mixed also, up. I,
0: I know it. Yes. I used oh,
1: to,
2: I used to be really. I used to be a weeaboo. Oh. One of those white kids that wished he was
0: Japanese. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he will never ever be brought back. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I'm just. Kidding. I said I, I used to be. I <laughs> didn't say be. I still was. You've recovered. You've you've expelled the demons. You've expelled yeah. the waspy, white yeah. demons out of your body.
2: I never called anybody uh, like. I never put a son at the end of anybody's name. That is dumb.
0: <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> that <God>. is dumb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like this movie. You know. Yes, if if you're a huge King Ghidorah fan, which I am not, I I like, a, it I is like an Mothra offense. a lot though. Yeah, I love. So, Mothra. I mean,
2: Mothra definitely, to me, balanced out my negative feelings towards this Ghidorah.
1: And getting Baragon in there was great because it's just nice to see a different monster for a change. That was
2: that was cool. I had no idea who that was. Yeah. I honestly have never seen him before. <laughs>
1: Baragon was in Frankenstein Conquers the World, and he was in Destroy All Monsters for like 15 seconds.
2: I So one thing, just going back real quick, and mm-hmm. then we'll wrap. I swear. Um, when they decide what to call everybody, they haven't even seen Ghidra yet. And they're like, and the gold one will be Gidra. Well, the book. Like the, book. The, the book. They have the book. They have the book. Is he the, gold that... in the book? I don't remember them saying that he was gold. He's got three heads. I know, but they don't say the three-headed <laughs> monster. They say the gold one. Well, maybe that's a mix and of like The red that's... one we're going to call, you know, this one. The bear, the, bear God. the one flying around we're going to call it this one. And then the gold <laughs> one, eh, Gidra. What's we'll roll with that? How How do you know he's gold? That's That, that was my, I watched it and I was like, I backed it up and I was like, did they say it was gulp? <laughs>
3: I don't no, think they did. I think they, they, just just, up.
2: they they're just like he's gulp. I think they gave up the ghost there a little bit. I think they, did. they little stuff a little fucked up. Yeah. Because he hasn't even come up
1: yet. Yeah, no. He's an up and comer at that point.
2: So that that was I, I thought that was funny. Little imperfections. Yes. Uh my... But I did I did I I would give this movie six out of ten. I nah, would seven. I give it a seven.
1: I would recommend it to people who aren't just Godzilla fans, but people who just like spectacle, big movies with like lots of explosions. It was cool. there was some yeah. good stuff there, and it was never like really dull. It kept moving, and like the acting was a lot better than even Megazaurus. I thought I think you know two- Godzilla two thousand was a step in the right direction. Megazaurus was a step back, and this is a quantum leap forward. From both of those so i really uh this is one of my favorite godzilla movies overall um nathan
0: well i think this is a good one i think um it's not the best but it's a good attempt at making a serious uh remake uh and i it it, it has character to it uh which is most appreciated especially mm-hmm. if you're going to if you're going to redo a series do it right you know uh and i think maybe in some odd way it was good that they stopped with this one that this storyline didn't continue
3: yeah uh, it seems like a one off yeah.
0: thing but i think it did it right and maybe if the ending had just been a little shorter it probably would have uh you know stood with uh some of the better ones but uh you know all in all good film good film making
1: yeah quality film um I guess we should probably wrap things up. Yeah.
0: Well, let's give out uh, a shout out to our uh, friends on Facebook, and uh, those of you who haven't friended us on Facebook, uh, we are at the Godzilla Pod War Hour.
1: Or like us. Like I us. Guess, yes. Is like the terminology. Us. Yeah, maybe. It's maybe, all just yeah.
0: a button click. Button click. Button click away to us. Think about that. Just one click of your time. Um, exactly. Yes. We're and, uh, on Tumblr as well. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah tumblr and then we're also for free on itunes get that itunes so if you're listening to this on podbean you know tell your friends who don't know about Podbean, who don't care about Podbean, well, you can also listen to us on iTunes, you know? know? And vice versa. And for free.
1: Yeah. See? You can subscribe and everything. Yeah. Also really wanted to give a brief shout-out to Tracer Anthony for creating another wonderful uh, picture and sharing it with us on uh, the Facebook deal. Hail to the king, indeed. Thank you very much, sir. Keep them coming. Uh, Also have a Twitter account in case anyone's interested. Uh, Real quick, wanted to... Um, thank you Aaron Blue for showing up and giving me. your sort of unique uh and and valued uh criticism on this film and other Godzilla films as well. Yeah, sorry about
3: that. That's fine.
1: <laughs> That's fine. And uh I guess we'll uh we'll see you guys next week when we talk about Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, well, the oh, best of the Millennium series. Exactly Very pro-values. You sir are not pro-values. <laughs> and that's it he left